What is up, ladies and gentlemen? You are listening to 1071 <laughs> WPGU's very own Flashback Cafe, but now in podcast form. Uh, I'm Austin Spaulding. I'm Connor Seco. And I'm Bennett Smith. And today we are talking about the Australian boy band Five Seconds of Summer. This now, is the, the second try of the morning. Yeah, take two. <laughs> something went wrong in the first recording, and it just decided it was going to stop recording, uh, like, two minutes in. Uh, <laughs> it's probably when we said the, the Beatles were a boy band. Yeah, so I, I do want to kind of retouch on this conversation. Connor asked us all if we think that the Beatles are a boy band. Um, and my opinion is that I'm more than okay to call them a boy band, and... I like to see if people get angry when I call the Beatles a boy band. <laughs> yeah. My initial answer was, I just don't care. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to give an answer, it was, yes, they were a boy band because they were British heartthrobs and everyone loved them and they immortalized them for the rest of their heckin' lives. Would you say we should have seen One Direction coming because of the Beatles? I mean, I don't think anyone could have seen it coming, but I mean, it's totally, it's the classic formula. Mm-hmm. So, Talented and I mean, British I'm not complaining. Musicians. I like, I love one. I love One Direction. They're great. Mm-hmm. I like some of their stuff, but yeah, you know, the I mean, it's poppy. very clearly. I mean, I'm, I'm the I'm the resident pop princess of of all three of us. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I love One Direction because it's it's very clearly pop and it's very clearly mm-hmm. mass produced to be the most vague, like. Yeah. junk ever it's like i like the way your eyes are in your head i like the way you have hair and I'm like, <laughs> can okay, we yeah, can okay. we discuss the fact that one direction is five dudes and in what makes you beautiful they're all singing to the same girl i made a tweet about that once i'm not even joking i once tweeted i don't like when boy bands all sing a song where everyone refers to the same girl <laughs> it's like do they have to fight over it is it like <laughs> uh it's so weird to me because big time maybe Rush they're just uh, maybe they're just polyamorous <laughs> or like, maybe, maybe they you know what? belong That's not legal. to I can't a, say that. Maybe they belong to a a specific belief group that thinks that's cool. I mean, power to them, I guess. But <laughs> so, Connor and Bennett, scale yes. of one to ten, how well do you know the band Five Seconds of Summer? Incredibly hmm. not well. <laughs> I, I honestly, I, I never really listened to them, mm-hmm. like before coming to college. I couldn't name a song of theirs, and like I, I, I never really gave them the light of day because I just thought they were like commercial pop, like mm-hmm. like One Direction or Justin Bieber. And Bennett, yeah, how, how where would you put yourself? I initially, initially, I was in the same boat as Connor. Mm-hmm. But then I came to college and I was like, I like boy bands now. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I'm going to give them a five seconds of summer. Good, good. good. <laughs> um, I think personally I would uh, I would put myself at like a seven. I've seen them in concert. I've, I've listened to like all their albums. Um, but mm-hmm. it's like I don't really like their newer music um, as much as I liked like their first two albums. Um, really okay yeah it's i don't they've turned a lot more poppy than when i first yeah, got into them because yeah. they, they really started with a lot of pop punk influences um which they when i saw them in concert referenced and they i think they covered american idiot um which is really funny for an australian band to be doing <laughs> um, but yeah it was, a, it was just a fun time all around um but for those of you who are in a very similar stage to connor where you don't really know anything about 
um, five seconds of summer. Uh, five seconds of summer, or as we will probably refer to them as five sauce for the rest of the show because it's so much easier. Um, mm-hmm. They're a uh, they're just a pop band from Australia. Um, it's made up of Luke Hemmings, Michael Clifford, Callum Hood, and Ashton Irwin. I think Ashton Irwin is the most Australian name in the group. Um, that was a pretty Australian that's name. That's because it's Irwin. I mean, yeah, it's true. He just he takes the cake on it. Um, if you look at the four of them together, you're like, oh, you definitely are in a band called Five Seconds of Summer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so that's that's their big. Um, that's the four of them. They have four albums out as of right now. In 2014, they released their self-titled album, Five Seconds of Summer. In 2015, they released Sounds Good, Feels Good, and that's the album that I saw them touring with. In 2018, they put out Young Blood, and in 2020, they put out the album Calm. Um, so that's, they don't have a super in-depth discography compared to a lot of the people we've talked about on this show. Um, I think the only ones they're beating out are the Rex, as far as how much music they have put out. Um, but at the same time, they're an international success, which is really impressive. With f- like within four albums, you are one of the biggest names um, in music right now. And you know why? It's because their music slaps. It's so good. They're such a fun band. Um, but as I was saying earlier, they they've talked about. Um, like, their influences being very, like, rooted in pop punk and, like, rock. Um, and when they first started, they, they were way more of, like, a, 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 like a poppy, like a pop punk-ish band. Like, they were a lot more um, mm-hmm. edgy. There was a lot more actual, like, instruments. Like, they were way more of a band when they first started, mm-hmm. um, which is really why I got into them is because I was like, oh, it's like a boy band, but it actually sounds like like decent music. It's not just a bunch of dudes all singing over a beat. Um, that none of them ha- probably had any say in making. Um, they, they, <laughs> right. They're playing it themselves. But that brings me to, to questioning. We see Five Seconds of Summer. They, they, they were a pop-punk influenced band. They ended up going to very poppy, like mainstream kind of sounds. Um, they have a, a strong like dual genre feel to them, where it's, you can listen to different songs, and you're like, oh, this is definitely a different era of Five Sauce. <laughs> to you two, if you could take two genres of music and and make a sound out of it what two genres of music would you want to collect uh, to like mash together it can be is wha- like you can go wacky you can go for real it's any any answer well i know uh i'm gonna have a different answer than this but i'm gonna say this first mm-hmm. uh one thing i did like about five seconds of summer is they hopped on the train that's been recently leaving the station of doing pop punk and EDM together. Yeah. And that's been really popular. And honestly, I like that genre, but that's not an original answer. So I'm going to come up with something a little more original. Well, actually I want to, I'll bounce off that a little bit with you. This last summer, I I had a lot of songs in my summer playlist that were um, very EDM pop punk. Like it would be like uh, Patrick Stump from fallout boy on top of like a Martin Garrix beat. Um, right. With Macklemore, I think was the other one. It's a song called "Summer Days." I think that's such a cool genre, and I, I love to yeah. see it to see it flourish because I think that these like genre mashing musicians that are really big could could really change like change up music right now. You know, we could see some some cool, interesting attempts to change up some stuff. 
And they're really good for concert settings, too, because you really can oh, just yeah. put on the track and then sing it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it, it's best of both worlds, for sure. See, if, if I were to combine two genres to create something totally wild, mm-hmm. uh, I think I would do uh, like like Def Jam mixed with Ska. Oh mixed God. mixed with oh, wow. uh mixed with Nordic tribal chanting. I what? love that answer. So just just imagine like real big fish or the the mighty mighty boss tones mixed with the Skyrim theme song. <laughs> that is a thought that I didn't know I needed until it popped into my head. It's one of those thoughts that's like, how did I not consider this prior? Yeah, so just like real, real bassy, real throaty, uh-huh. like Nordic singing over bright horns. Definitely, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You got a tuba and a trumpet, and they're just blaring in the background and in the front. You just hear Dovakin, Dovakin. <laughs> I I know it is different words where it's um put it in, put it in, put it in the cockpit because that's just kind of what it sounds like he's saying. <laughs> Um, I, I know it as uh, for the for the sake for the sake for the sake of Skyrim. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Um, I think I would love to see. De- this is not my actual answer, but I'd love to see death metal show tunes. That would be, <laughs> that would be incredible. <laughs> I, that, I support that. Uh, I said that one specifically, knowing Bennett would love it. <laughs> oh no! So, like, like, just, it, can you imagine just, wading you through know? a window? But sung by Slipknot. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just imagining oh, an entire, a, an entire Broadway <laughs> show written by Disturbed. Oh my gosh, I love that. Oh my lord. <laughs> and somehow oh they managed to put the sound lord. of in it still. <laughs> yes, um, dear, dear Evan Hansen, except it's written by Disturbed. The, yeah, that would be awesome. That would be golden. Significantly less whiny. Um. <laughs> Yeah, it's Dear Evan Hansen, but he pushed someone else out of the tree. <laughs> he pu- yeah, he he killed Connor. Uh. <laughs> what a plot twist that would be. Um, so much darker. It's yeah, <laughs> um, and it's it's about him living with the guilt of murdering. Um, wow, that so that got dark. Um, anyway, now my my I mean my answer now seems kind of boring. What's your answer? <laughs> to be honest, those two are really good. What I was going to say was um, I love when they take, like, classical, like, iconic classical songs, like, In the Hall of Mountain King, and then make it EDM. I love that, yeah. I, I think love, that's amazing. I love I love EDM. when they redo them. Like, um, classical EDM is, like, my is my jam. I'm not even joking. I was spamming my some of my friends and I were uh, listening to music together, and I just started queuing up so much classical EDM. Um mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, who keeps putting this in the playlist? I was like, me. <laughs> me. <I do. laughs> swing is also pretty fun. <gasps> yes, swing. I don't know if I know Electroswing. So it's, like, it's just all of that energy from the 1920s with yeah. electronic beats. Oh, I love that. That's so fun. Just think shuffling. Lots and lots of shuffling. Yeah. Think the, the new Great Gatsby movie. Okay. All, yeah. of, the, all yeah. of the music in that is Electroswing. Okay. Oh, I do. That is nice. Um, I was gonna, oh yeah, um, my thought is starting to escape me again and I'm really mad. Oh, so we talked about combining genres for music. Now, what if you could do the same, but for movies? 
Um, oh. And I, I, I didn't tell you guys this question because I wasn't sure if I was going to ask it or not, which is why I will go ahead and start um, with my answer of neo-noir anime. Interesting. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> where it's black and white, uh, just like car- like old Cartoon Network anime, like Yu-Gi-Oh!, um, where it's Samurai like everything, Jack. everything is way too dramatic already, and then adding in the <laughs> neo-noir element is just everything is the most overplayed it could be. Um, it's like the animation makes everything just weird, like nothing makes sense. Um, I think that would be definitely something I would be interested in seeing. But I don't think it would be something I would be interested in seeing more than once. See, my my favorite combined uh, film genre that like actually exists is sci-fi comedy. Oh, those are so good. Mm. Yeah, so like like uh, Tremors, Evolution, Spaceballs, Spaceballs, yeah. Um, that that's a really good genre. I think. I think that, and I've actually given a uh, like a presentation on this for one of my classes. Movies that combine genres genuinely do a bit better than movies that stick with one. Um, and that even if it's like a, a historical drama, like that's still going to do better than just like a straight drama set up. No, I, I, th- I think it depends on, it depends on like the director and the writing and the, the story and the cast and like you can, you can make really, really good straight genre pieces. Oh, I think you can. I'm just saying that statistically they're less successful. Um, that's fair. They make less money. Um, cause I don't, yeah, I'm not saying that they're necessarily more worthwhile of being watched but they just they do make more money when they're um usually combined gen- like combining genres and it's just you get, you get a bigger audience through it i think yeah um, which is why like marvel movies are such an interesting thing because it's like kind of comedy uh kind of not like it depends like thor ragnarok definitely mostly comedy. acting yeah well, the, I think oh, absolutely. It, I th- so I think the the early Marvel movies, like Phase One, took itself a lot seriously, a lot more seriously than yeah. the the later ones, and the later mm-hmm. ones re- embraced the the energy of the comic books, where yeah. they they were sort of meta in in the way that they they understood mm-hmm. that they were ridiculous. Yeah, once the Russo yeah, in- brothers like took over, it really like found a really strong stride. Yeah, yeah no, like I, in I, Civil War, I was watching Civil War like a day or two ago, and I I was watching it with my boyfriend. He's like, "There's so many like quippy moments in the fight scene. Like mm-hmm. they keep like stopping the action in its tracks for a quip, and then they move on." Yeah, you know, I I would have been really curious to see where the MCU could go if John Favreau was you know directed all of them. What that would have been really interesting. John Favreau directed which ones of those? Uh, he, dire- he directed one. the, 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 the. Didn't you do all the Iron Man movies? I don't know. I just know he did the. I know he at least did the first one. Um. He directed two. And Iron Man three was Shane Black. Okay. But yeah, he directed mm-hmm. the first two Iron Men. But yeah, and I think John Bending. Yeah, I, th- I think tonally those those first two Iron Man movies have a have an energy that I think could have been really interesting to explore in the rest of the universe. So it, it may not have been as popular. It felt really grounded, which was really cool. Like yeah. it felt not like a weird like distant universe. It felt like the actual mm-hmm. like oh this could happen. Whereas right. Doctor Strange, I just rewatched that the other night and I was like, 
What? <laughs> yeah, Doctor Strange is all over the place. That's a that is a beautiful movie, but a whack movie. And they they made they made a lot of I think very questionable decisions to keep it uh, you know international market friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I I understand what you mean, um, but instead of going into that, um, I want to see a superhero movie with the cast of um, Space Jam. <laughs> um, this is going back to blurring genres. I count Space Jam as a genre of its own. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want I want Iron Man alongside Bugs Bunny. Um, I, I would love that. Just fighting crime and slapping. Yeah, because like, because Bugs Bunny could beat Thanos. That's what I'm saying. Like, just send him to a metal detector. Say yeah, so you can't bring that glove with you. Sorry. <laughs> Roadrunner could totally beat Thanos. I think Wiley e. Coyote and Roadrunner teaming up would become the most dangerous combo. Thanos would yes. not know what's, oh, ready or what's coming for him. Because yes. you have... Oh, can I say my genre bending thing? Oh yeah, sorry, go for it. Okay, just because we are on the, I guess we're in the mood for chaos today. Oh, uh, you always. Um, uh, action movie musical. An action movie Ooh. musical. Musical. Okay. I could go, I could get behind that. <laughs> I would love that. I would It'd be one of those lot. things where, like Austin said, like I would go see it, but only once. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it would become like a big thing. And they turn That's... into a stage musical, and they'd yeah. have to up their practical effects. Maybe I don't know. Action movie musical is like what. But Billy yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Tried to be. Um, because well, I, and don't <laughs> get me wrong, I love Baby Driver, yeah. but it's just like with so much of the stuff set to music, um, like so perfectly, it's like. That's, I think that's a first step towards getting it. I think that if if more people follow in um, that, like, the footsteps of uh, Edgar mm-hmm. Wright, we could see it. And also, mm-hmm. Scott Pilgrim versus I mean, the world. Yeah, because... Yeah. Both, both of those are examples of... all. They were, they were getting close. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here in my Baby Driver shirt, because I love Baby Driver. So I'm honestly... Because I'm thinking, like... You you had me thinking. I was thinking initially like a Fast and Furious style action movie, but mm-hmm. now I'm thinking, wait, I kind of already like action movie musicals. Mm-hmm. Oh no, <laughs> Bennett, we might be finding. Oh your, no, uh, we might be finding your niche. I'm finding my niche. It's action movie musical. Please write an action movie musical. But you the, think I have writing skills? That's funny. All the songs have to be by a boy band. Yes, yes. can do. We'll get big time rush on a this on this docket. We'll get five band. seconds of summer on this docket. What I would give for a big time rush act. Well, I guess big time rushes did a spy movie. Um, but what I would give to what? Big, do you not know that big time rush did a spy movie when they went to? It's like big time rush goes to London. Was it one like of those Nick specials? Long. Yeah. Um, it was just like an hour long. One of those Nick like, specials. Yeah. Straight to TV special hour long like movies. This is so dumb. Do not watch it. Um, listen to Big Time Rush, though, because they're amazing. Um, that's funny that you stand Big Time Rush like that. I think that's hilarious. Go Nothing on. wrong with it. <laughs> no, that sounded shady the way I said it. I was, I was, I think it's I mean, so Big funny. Time Rush is pretty I good. I don't know. Um, They've got yeah. some, some pretty good stuff. No, I understand. Big time, I mean, they're, they're such a, like, a, a dated band, and they were just big on Nickelodeon, so it makes sense to be a little bit confused as to why they'd be my boy band of choice. <laughs> um, now I just came up with another question relating to boy bands, um, and this will be the last the last question I ask you guys today. Um, 
if you could put a boy band, like if there's a big boy band brawl where a bunch of boy bands are all put together and there's a fight to the death, what boy band do you think would win? Is there a boy band that you think could beat like beat up any other boy band, and why? What's our definition of boy band? Uh, you you can pitch it, and we'll just say yes or no. Uh, so Foo Fighters is a band no, entirely boy, no, made of boys. Boy They're not a boy band. <laughs> They're made entirely of boys. They are. Foo Fighters are like <laughs> stereotypical rock band, but not boy band. The Fallout Boy is neither. So, Fallout Boy is one of those weird ones where people used to call them a boy band, but I still don't think the Fallout. See, Boy is I th- a boy we need band. we need a definition of boy band. We do. Let's see if there's a definition of boy band anywhere online. What? I think uh, it's all about the vibes. Like, do they have to do they have to be teenagers to be a boy band? A boy band is loosely defined as a vocal group consisting of male singers, usually in their teenage years or twenties at the time, singing love songs marketed towards young women. So I think it's usually if the majority of the band sings, it's a boy band, right? Yeah. Is that a is that a? That seems guess, that seems like an uh, yeah. Sense. I guess we I mean, we, could, we could do that. Okay, so I I. I who, who do I think would win in a fight? Boys to Men. I was going to say Boys to Men, but then aren't there only three people in Boys to Men? There are yeah. only three of them. I just don't want to risk. But they're also, like, built. Just Yeah, that's why it's like, they're big guys. But I... Whew, I might... I might go Backstreet. I might say Backstreet Boys. All right. I'm all going. Right. For, I mean, what is the boy band with the mo- with the largest amount of members? That's right. And usually, that's, they only like around five, right? Yeah. There's. I mean, do you count K-pop bands? Because K-pop have so <gasps> many members. <laughs> Jesus, just go for a K-pop band where they have like twenty members. Yeah, like how many people are in BTS? Because is that BTS I feel like... is like 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 seven members? seven guys or something. Okay, um, I'm going to take BTS. Yeah, BTS. Just because is... that, and also they have all their K-pop stands behind them. Okay. I'm taking BTS. That's a trump card. I respect BTS as a pick. Um, I'm going, see, the reason I want Backstreet is because they're, they're from the early 2000s. They've been through a lot in life, and I think that nothing will stop them. Um, you mm-hmm. just, you really just let Backstreet go, uh, and they'll prove that they're back. <laughs> all right. We'll, we'll see, so... So I, 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 I just want to like let's let's go ahead and compare Backstreet Boys to, uh, so BTS BTS and just okay. uh, like their, their I think their their raw physical capability. So the Backstreet Boys they were you know a product of the '90s they're they're millennials they 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 they've experienced some hardships, some like some like socio political hardships. Definitely. BTS are all like post millennials. They have really never you know, experience the kind of issues that I think the Backstreet Boys probably did. So I think, inherently, they're going to be a little bit softer. Hmm. I agree. Yes, but honestly, my whole fighting point, I'm not sure if it's legal, I'm th- my fighting point <laughs> is that they're going to pull their K-pop stands off of, off of Twitter, because they are ruthless. Yeah, if you get the they fans can- involved, BTS are K-pop stands are ruthless. Yeah, if you, if you allow the fans, oh, you're, you're done. But I'm not sure if we're allowing fans, so I'm kind of going yeah, mostly if, off of numbers. If we you see, I, fans, I don't know. If, I don't know if the, if getting getting fans in there. I don't know if that would necessarily be a fair fight because I feel like the BTS stands are just going to be pulling hair. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, they're not going to be playing fair. Yeah, no. If we if we were going bands with their audiences, I would have picked One Direction, no doubt. Get them all mm-hmm. back together, and then you get all the Harry fans, all the Zayn fans, all the Nile fans, hopefully to come together. And be One Direction fans. 
See, see, I would if, see if, some if civil war happening there. I would see some civil war happening, especially if we included Zane, because everyone hated okay. Zane when he left. That's fair. So I would, I would venture, I would say venture with caution if you're going to include One Direction fans. I'm just saying if, they they band together, they fight together one last time, and then they never have to speak again. <laughs> if if we're looking for the the largest and most diverse fan base, though, I think we got to say the Beatles. Because yeah. they've got, a, they've got. Oh you know, God! They, there's, there's, there's so many fans in so many different age ranges. They were such a global phenomenon that I think that they could very easily like kick anyone else to the curb. Oh yeah, no, it's yeah. like all the, and you get a bunch of dads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you don't get from a lot of the other ones is that, um, a lot of the other ones are like kids or like younger people. Um, mm-hmm. if we, if we want Beatles, you just get a bunch of dads. Just throwing down because that—that's what they have to do. Dads and Karens, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the two most fearless groups of people. We um, come full circle, boys. It's that really is. Yeah. But okay, uh, I think that's that's a pretty good place to call it for today. How do you guys feel? Feel pretty good. Yeah, we started yeah, with it's... the Beatles and then we ended with the Beatles. Ladies and gentlemen, I basically the moral of the story today is that. Five seconds of summer are the Beatles. <laughs> I think. <that's> no, <laughs> no, that is not the moral of the story. Look how they I massacred like my that. boy. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, thanks for tuning. I in. think the moral of the story is the Beatles is a boy band, and you can't stop us from saying it. Yeah, so. that no, that's the moral of the story. The Beatles is a boy band. Um, and with that being said, I'm Austin Spaulding. I'm Connor Seco. I'm Bennett Smith. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, and we'll catch you again next week when we talk about something. I'm not going to spoil it this time in case that I'm wrong. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye.